Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, a radio show. It's going down on a Tuesday late night here, but I want to get this episode out. We're talking about communication, language, uh, and swearing, uh, more specifically why I swear, um, swearing for success. We'll, we'll title the podcast something like that, uh, but I do want to just touch on it because I do get a lot of, of questions, um, you know, for me, for every 10 messages that you, and again, I want to thank you guys for sending all the positive messages through Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, email, uh, Twitter, on iTunes, the reviews, the five stars, thank you, on Anchor, everywhere you guys are messaging me for uh, future episodes, thanking me for you know the difference that you say we have made in your lives. I, I truly do appreciate it. It's very humbling. That's why we keep doing the podcast. You guys are the oxygen uh, to doing this. If you, we didn't hear all the amazing things you guys were sharing and saying and you guys sharing it with friends and family members, uh, we wouldn't put out this many episodes. In fact, I probably would have punted this thing uh, a year ago just because I'm like, it, it does take a lot of time, effort, and energy, but you guys uh, do appreciate it, so I thank you for that. And so for every 10 messages or so I get, I do get one or two where people will say something to the effect of, you know, hey, Jeremy, I love most of what you do. I started listening to the podcast. I think it's great. However, and here's the big caveat, I think it'd be better if you didn't swear as much. It's either off-putting to me, I have a hard time listening to, to curse words, um, or things like that, or they'll say, hey, I, I would share it with more friends and family members or coworkers if you didn't drop as many F-bombs. Um, you know, just take that in consideration. You know, thank you. Something like that. And uh, even though I, I appreciate, um, you know, the criticism, even though I didn't, uh, I don't ask for criticism. I don't think anybody <laughs> truly does. And most of the times I would be like, I don't really give a shit uh, what your opinion is. But I do have empathy for you guys who can't get past the swearing and you grew up in a certain ecosystem and a belief system where that was your truth and that was your life. And so I do want to address that. Um, and hopefully by me spitting my message today, you can, you know, look at it from an objective point of view and maybe we can find uh, some kind of middle ground. But before I get into the podcast details, I, I want to share a quick story here. Um, a friend of ours who we've known for a very long time uh, passed away uh, just a handful of days ago. His name was Andy Schmidneck. He was 37 years old. He is a dad of two. Um, I have known Andy probably my entire life since I was a young kid, uh, all the way until now, honestly. And I probably haven't seen Andy in person in about probably five years. But uh, we do share uh, some Facebook messages and he'll tag me in a handful of things that remind me of the life that I, I once used to live and have. And, and like me, um, you know, he, he wasn't perfect. Uh, we, we all made a bunch of mistakes. He was a knucklehead just like I was. We kind of cut from the same, you know, cloth in that arena. And uh, I share the story, not to, to drag you guys down and be morbid, and I won't share a lot of the details, but, you know, he's 37 years old. And uh, he's no longer with us. That's It's a really, really short life. And I share this because he passed away a handful of days ago. He had just sent me a message on Facebook last Monday. And it wasn't anything crazy. In normal fashion, what we do, he grew up like me. He's a hip-hop head. He's into the kind of the hip-hop, uh, you know, sports lifestyle. He turned me on to a lot of rap music. Him and I would trade a lot of lyrics and do things. And I would always joke um, if there was like a rap Jeopardy. I think I would be the world champion, although I do think he could beat me at it. So I would be, you know, second place to his Ken Jennings if this was like a rap jeopardy of, you know, 2000s, 90s, 80s hip hop. But he sent me a message and was just a screenshot of an old uh, uh, Noriega album cover of a song I call Love My Life that he 
um, actually had turned me on to when I believe I was like 17 or 18 years old. He introduced me to that, and I just became obsessed with the song. And uh, he would do things like, like randomly from time to time, tag me in some hip-hop stuff or, or share that with me. And he had sent me that message, um, just a screenshot of it, nothing else, um, and just like a couple words. And I immediately saw it in Hawaii when I was there a week ago, and I replied back with a real simple message. And uh, that was the last you know interaction I ever had with him. And I share this story because if I would have known that, I would have written a lot more. I would have taken a lot more time um, to comment on that and reminisce on that. And I wouldn't have just sent, you know, a little one quick sentence that, that he knew what it meant and he understood the importance of it. But I would have I would have shared more if I knew the place that he was in in his life. And if I knew that he was only going to have a week left, you know, obviously on the earth, I would have written something more meaningful, hopefully that would have had a bigger impact and hopefully that he could have heard um, and talked to because regardless of if we've seen each other in person recently or not, you know, with technology and the internet, we always know what other people are doing. We get to, to get a glimpse into their life. They get a glimpse into our lives. And I wanted to share this because life is short and uh, we never know how many days we're going to have left. We never know when the last time we're going to talk to somebody is going to be. And just to create a sense of urgency for you in your life and the relationships. And the second point I want to drive at is to stop worrying about dumb shit. Like we get so wrapped up in life about the dumbest things, status, material possessions. We get mad at our husbands or wives or kids over this, the most meaningless dumb shit that literally has no bearing on the next day. And yet we'll let that rob minutes of joy of our current life, not knowing that person could be gone in a day, in a week or a month. And so I just wanted to share that because it was real to my life. And I've been texting with, you know, uh, some family members and some of my friends who, you know, also knew him uh, throughout his life and to hear him pass away. He just was a really good dude, man. You know, of all the, the flaws we all have as humans, like he was a fun dude to be around. And I have a lot of memories, you know, from my high school to early college years of being around him and hanging around him and uh, just, you know, the life that he had lived. So my point is, is that don't get so busy working in your life. You don't get a chance to stop and message people and talk to them and reach out to them um, and just share moments with them because life is very short. You guys, it's very precious and it goes by very quickly. So that's just a side note, nothing to do with today's podcast, but well, I guess he used to swear a lot just like me because we grew up as old hip hop heads. And so Maybe that's where this is kind of coming from. But uh, appreciate the people you have in your life because they could be gone tomorrow. So, Anyways, uh, back to today's podcast. In terms of language, communication, and swearing, I want to address this just for the fact of, and I want to give you guys some background on language um, and, and my take on it. And if you're a person who works with people who use colorful language, maybe you can you know view things from a different side of the fence if you're on the more conservative side. I think... A lot of people believe that if you use swear words or curse words, that you're lazy, that you're stupid, that you're uneducated, um, and that you just don't, you know, have a very big vocabulary. And I don't think anything could be further from the truth, especially if we're talking regards to myself. And I believe that for a lot of people who choose to use swear words, there's a lot of factors that go into it. And I want to say in terms of fitness professionals, which I guess if that's what you want to qualify me as, I don't think there's another fitness professional who has studied language and communication much more than I have in understanding the nuances of it because I am an introvert by nature. Uh, naturally, I would never do a podcast where it's 99% me talking or I would never do public speaking or work with large groups of people, but yet I do every day in, in order to get to this place and to be able to, to go on live TV and speak and to talk and to communicate effectively that, you know, what's in my brain and my heart to come out of my mouth. 
I've had to do a lot of legwork. I've had to do a lot of practice and research, and I've had to understand how people understand information, how they consume it, and what works best for them. So we play in all mediums. So it's not that I'm lazy. It's not that I'm stupid and uneducated. I choose to speak the way that I speak for a multitude of reasons. But before I even dig into that, I want to just talk about the origins of language in general, because I think sometimes certain words mean certain things to other people, and it's the meaning that you give to them. Words are just words. We give them meaning based on their historical significance, uh, how we feel about them, our own personal influences, what our mom and our dad are school taught, religious-wise, the ecosystems that we live in, the people around us, and it's just coming from a place of judgment. And I don't know who's to say you know, what's right and what's wrong, and I don't know where the line is to draw of what's appropriate and not appropriate, because that changes from language to language, culture to culture, and over periods of time, which you guys are going to come to find out here in a second. But just so we're clear, language in itself, like there's no confirmed time frame of when, you know, spoken word started. If, if you know, the people are going to guesstimate, I would say around 100,000 BC was when, you know, we started to really speak language in terms of what we're doing today. Because at that time, humans began to develop, you know, larger brain structures. Uh, our vocal cords are starting to become similar to how they are today. So sounds to communicate would have occurred probably during that time period, which kind of coincided with us physically developing more as humans. Obviously, as we get older, um, as a human species, we develop more as humans. Obviously, bigger brains, vocal cords, we become bigger, stronger, faster, we learn more things. So around 100,000 BC. So for you guys listening, spoken word's been around for a long time, way before Netflix, iPhones, and $7 coffees. So on the same note, there's about 7,000 languages that exist in the world today. There is about 7,000 languages that exist in the world today. Over half of those are variations of original languages, meaning they're kind of like dialects or they're tributaries off of a, a main language. Uh, and that depends on the factor of the area of the country, uh, the cultural influences and things like that. And surprisingly, about half of those are only spoken, meaning there is no written form existing in those languages. It's a spoken word only, which is... You know, and a little did you know fact for you guys out there listening. Now, on to kind of the bulk of the podcast today, into my swearing and the, and the way I choose to use, uh, you know, curse words or taboo words, depending on where you came from. Um, the first thing is the history of curse words and profanity has been around since like the medieval era, right? And these words have changed and shift a lot of times. Words that used to be bad are, you know, not bad. Words that used to be good are now bad. It's all changing and shifting. And that's why I don't have the same belief system as a lot of people do in terms of language and how I choose to use it. Now, I understand, I have enough self-awareness to understand that it does offend people. And I know my audience. In certain places, I have to speak with a filter and have padded gloves on. I get that. I'm not an idiot. But on the same note, understanding that like the word fuck, for example, was used in the English language like in the 15th century. And though the usage in earlier times, like in the 13th century, uh, it was not used with abusive intent. So understanding like even the, the F word, for example, was once not abusive. And then it, we made it that way. We gave it that power for some reason. And that's just the belief system we've kept ever since. And like the word shit, for example, is one of the oldest words to be used in early references found in like the German and Scandinavian languages as a quote unquote curse word or bad word. And again, I've heard it my whole life, you guys. Um, this is, it's who I am. It's whether you want to call it my, you know, my upbringing, uh, you know, whether it's, and I'll list the, the, the factors that probably play into it, but I've heard it my whole life. You know, you can't say that. Uh, it's not proper. 
It's not professional. You sound stupid. Um, excuse my language here, but what the fuck does that even mean? Like it doesn't, it's not professional. I understand in the corporate setting, there are certain things you should and shouldn't say. I get that. And because we've gave it the meaning, it, it becomes this taboo thing that we're, you're looked down upon for certain things. And I think a lot of the stuff that goes on in corporate America in a, in a school system is complete BS, in my opinion. It's, it's a similar way to how I think about having to wear a suit to work. Now, if you work with humans every day in a, in a business setting and you have to wear a suit and they want you to do that, I guess I understand it in some context. But if you're working a job like in a building and you're like in a call center or you're just talking to people and they're making you wear like dress pants and a shirt tucked in with a tie, what is the point of that? Are you any smarter because you're wearing a suit? Are you any smarter because you have dockers with a shirt tucked into it and some, you know, dress shoes on? You're not any smarter wearing anything. For me, for example, I wear a backwards hat, a hoodie, and shorts 90% of the time here. That's what I do. Would I be better, would I be more professional if I wore a polo shirt tucked in to some workout pants or like some, you know, old school gym teacher pants with a polo tucked in? Am I any smarter based on what I'm wearing? And am I any more professional based on what I'm wearing? I don't believe so. I'm the same person. If I walk into a meeting and everybody there's wearing a suit and I'm wearing a hoodie and shorts, am I dumber because I'm not wearing the same outfit? Am I going to say anything more intelligent because of the fucking outfit I'm wearing? I know I will not. I've worn suits and I've worn cutoff shirts to meetings. I say the same things. I'm the same person. You might want to look at me a certain way, but dressing up and playing something, pretend, doesn't make me any smarter. That's the way I kind of look at language for the most part. And if I take it a different route, like the guys in my life that I care about, my CPA, my financial advisor, doctor, my attorneys, if those dudes dropped a few F-bombs now and then, would I think they're any less professional? I wouldn't personally. I know certain people would. I would actually appreciate them even more and respect the realness. Now, that's just me. Um, and there is an, an, an empowering, important thing by, by dropping certain curse words at a certain point in time. It creates emphasis. I get that. And again, I use my CPA, for example. I, I love him to death. He, he's, he does a great job. He calls me every time he, he, he my phone rings. I have a sheer state of panic sweat wash over me and I have just this immense anxiety because he's never going to tell me anything good. He's never once called me and said, Jeremy, I got $50,000 for you. It's never that. It's always you owe money, uh, typically. And even his good news is not really good news. But I'll joke with him and he'll tell me, hey, Jeremy, here's what you know your estimated taxes are for you know next year. Here's what we owe. Here's the difference. Here's depreciation, blah, blah, blah. And he'll give me a number. Jeremy, it's this. And I'm like, fuck, Chris, you're killing me here. This is bullshit. And I'll say something like that. And he's just this stone cold killer, just very dry, like Ben Affleck and the accountant just 100% business, which is cool, but if you would, if you'd play along with me sometimes and, and show me the real side of him, I would appreciate him even more. Point being is this: I understand there's certain times and places to speak a certain way, but this podcast here um, partially is it's cathartic for me. It's my chance to speak to you guys just like I would speak to my close personal friends and people who I want to be part of my life. It's me when I turn on this phone and I speak into the camera and the mic, I just pretend like I'm talking to my friends. I really don't pull any punches. I don't speak any different. I'm just kicking it to you real. And I understand and I have empathy for people out there who can't get past the words um, to hear the message. 
Um, maybe it's due to, to your upbringing and how you were taught. I truly do have empathy for it. You were taught one thing and you never questioned it, just like a thousand other things in life. And I'm not saying, you know, you're right and I'm wrong or I'm right and you're wrong, but it's who I am. And I want to make this medium one of the realest ones we possibly can be. Now, when I write things in the blog, I don't swear as much. Uh, when I send emails, I really don't swear ever because of the filters for some people's companies will actually kick the emails out. So we won't use it. So there is mediums where I do communicate where it is more censored and, and that's depending on the audience and the medium and what serves and fits that best and what will get through. But this is a platform where people are choosing to listen. You're choosing to tune in and listen to me speak and talk. And if you're going to get me, you're going to get 100% the real me. And you're going to get all of me. I don't want to bullshit you guys and snow you and give you some half answers. And there's certain topics that I'm going to speak on where I'm going to use taboo or curse words a little more often. If I'm giving you something more technical, like, you know, talking about, you know, the 50 fat loss tips or how to get six pack abs, you know, uh, without doing sit-ups, those are more technical things or how I train, for example. It's pretty cut and dry. I don't get very passionate about it. And when I swear, I do it as a point of emphasis or uh, a term of inflection to give something meaning or to stop you in your tracks and to make you listen, to draw some emotion or feeling out of you or to let you know how important it is. It's just like when you were a kid and you heard your parents do it, whether on accident or purpose, you know, they were, you know, it's time for business. Like when my dad Sometimes because I would like do some stupid shit and my mom would like couldn't, you know, handle me. And so she would call my dad and like I was deathly afraid of my dad. My dad, again, it's like Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino, just like deathly afraid of him as a kid. And uh, he was mean as shit. Um, Love him to death. Love him. But man, I just he's a dad. You know, he's an older man in your life. And he would call sometimes my parents were divorced. He would call my mom's house and leave a message in the answering machine. And like when he would swear in it, man, it's like, you know, you messed up like, you know, when you saw him next time, you were in trouble. And so like it, it, it elicited a certain feeling and meaning in my life. And so why I swear personally, um, maybe it's the movies I grew up on as a kid. Maybe it's the comedians I grew up and watched, you know, from Eddie Murphy on Raw to the Richard Pryors of the world. Um, maybe it was the TV shows, the, 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 probably the strong hip hop influence I had. You know, some of the first CDs I ever had, Warren G. Regulates. Dr. Dre, The Chronic, Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style, Too Short, Getting Where You Fit In. I mean, if you guys are hip-hop heads, you know that's... I grew up on that at, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. Maybe it's because I heard my old man and his friends swear. Um, and just like kind of, you know, male banter. Uh, they're just having a couple beers or drinks talking and they're just, you know, they're talking like, you know, older men do. Just inappropriate, you know, I guess curse words. And I guess that probably had an influence on my life as well. Or maybe it was the friends I had as a kid. We grew up and we talked to each other. And to survive in a in a rougher male ecosystem of where we grew up, we would swear. And guys have a really, it's really hard for men to share their feelings and emotions, especially as they're younger, especially, you know, to show love and to show praise with your friends. And so one of the ways you do it as a male is you razz each other. Like you're, you're like, sometimes the meaner you are to each other, the more you're, the closer the friends you are, the more you respect each other and you, you make fun of each other and you fuck with each other and you say inappropriate, you know, sometimes, like mean hurtful shit and that's how guys immature men uh communicate and sometimes even adult men as we get older i as we get older i've gotten much better with it some of my friends not so much but that's what you do um and that's who you are and so for me i guess 
why I choose to, to use the language I use, because it's who I am. It's ingrained in me. When I speak on the podcast, I try to speak freely with no censorship because I want you guys to get the real version of me, not a watered-down bullshit version, and I can easily do that. I do it at public speaking events. If I'm around kids or a school setting, I turn it off and I just I put on a show. I, I call it like my Dexter mask, if you guys ever watched Dexter, uh, the TV show. He's a, you know... Blood pathologist in real life, great guy, serial killer at night. So when I, I go to a place and I don't swear and I don't talk and I censor it and I'm, I'm like the half real version of Jeremy. I put on my Dexter mask and I go out and fake it and I smile and I shake hands and I kiss babies and I don't swear. But that's not really who I am deep down. And I know that's, that's more accepted you know, by the general public. It's the more vanilla you know, way to go. You don't really offend anybody. You don't pick a side of the fence. But again, that's not really who I am. The way that I speak, it's just how my brain and my heart communicate. I don't know how else to say that. It's it, I feel it inside. It's like it's what wants to come out of me. Again, it's like a release almost for me. Um, and it's just what happens to come out of my mouth. And I'm, I'm thoughtful of it. I know it's going to happen when I happen. I don't just, you know, I'm not some kind of like wild animal. I have control over what I say, but... I don't feel I do it in a way that offends people. I'm not saying things. I'm not directing the swear words towards you. I'm just using them to drive a point home. And it's just, it's what feels natural when my brain and my heart communicate. And that's what spits out of my mouth. It's my truth. And when I'm talking about things that are real and I'm more passionate about, it's going to happen. When I'm talking about things about just spitting, you know, fitness nutrition facts, it's probably not going to happen as much. Hence, less swear words in those podcasts. And Again, I use them to show emphasis and important and meaning, and I have them to elicit feelings in myself, but also in others. So it stops you in your tracks and wakes you up for those reasons. But that's my reality, and that's how I speak freely. And can I do it without it? 100% I can. I've done it for many years, and I still do it in certain social settings if I have to. And again, I'm not an idiot, you guys. I understand my audience would be way bigger on this medium and podcast if I didn't swear as much. You could share it with more people. You're probably willing to do it more. You would listen to it around your small children when you're making dinner, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And again, for certain speaking engagements and gigs at corporate events who live in this corporate bubble and structure that they have to be quote unquote professional, do I censor it? For surely I will. But for the podcasts, yes, it's my business. And, and yes, I understand we do make money on it and I could make more on it, but it's also a form of self-expression for me. Again, like I said, it's my cathartic way of sharing. And when I make these and we film them, I don't want to, you know, pretend to be something I'm not. I want to be the realest version of myself. Now I'll share this quick story. That's why I say like, I don't know where to draw the line here is three F words. Okay. In a podcast or four, you know, shits. Okay. In a podcast or you know, five, Ass is okay in a podcast. I don't know what's offensive and not offensive. Where do we draw the line? Do we not swear at all? Do we just swear freely? I've heard people uh, review the Dave Ramsey podcast and they've literally complained about him cursing. Now, I've probably listened to Dave Ramsey podcast for 100 episodes, maybe more. I've never heard the guy swear once. Never one time have I heard him swear. I'm not saying he hasn't. Dude's been around forever, but I've never heard it. So if people are going to bash him for swearing, I am... It's hopeless for me. I guess that's the point of driving it is what is enough and where do we draw the line? And I'll share this example. I did a speech uh, at the end of last year 
for a group, a pharmaceutical uh, sales company. Uh, they had me come in and uh, do a nutrition talk. And they reviewed my website. They went through my stuff, which obviously you know who I am. You know what you're buying and getting into. They said, Jeremy, we want you to come talk. We love what you do. You've been highly recommended. Can you come talk? But we don't want you to swear when you're there. And I'm like, okay. And I usually ask. I said, do you want the real version of me, uncensored, or the censored version of me? What's okay to say and what's not okay to say? And they say, we went through the website. We went through your nutrition stuff. And we don't want you to say any curse words, no taboo words. In fact, we don't even want you to say crap. Now, you can imagine me hearing this, like I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, jokingly enough, but crap in the, in the terms that we use it is an acronym, you know, like carbohydrates, refined, artificial, processed, like we use it in one of our speeches and that's how we, we define crap food. But they are so conservative, they didn't even want me to use crap as the acronym in the speech when I'm talking. So when I go in there, I'm like, I'm sweating bullets. I'm like, well, they're going to pay me a lot of money here, so I don't want to mess this up. But I'm also like, if I get passionate about something, even if it's nutrition in terms of uh, not so much the technical nutrition stuff, but if it's habits and behaviors and patterns, I'm going to get riled up. And somebody, well, especially when we do Q&A, when we do Q&A stuff, man, I, I really kind of get into it. So I'm like, man, I'm nervous the whole time. Needless to say, I went through the speech and I'm having to fake it. And I felt that they got ripped off by listening to me because they didn't get the realest version of me. They didn't get the best version of Jeremy because I felt if I would have said just two or three things differently with more passion or a couple words to drive the point home, they would have left their feeling an imprint on them like, man, this dude really cares about this and what he said matters because, man, when he said that, it stopped me in my tracks or it gave him a funny story when we talk about going to the bathroom and say when you take a shit or a poop or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Point being is I did it and I could do it, but I didn't feel like they got the best version of me. And so I do try to pride myself on talking to every person in my life the same way. I want to speak to you guys on this podcast and on YouTube if you're watching right now. Thank you guys for watching. I want to speak to you the same way that I talk to my wife, the same way that I talk to my mom, the same way I talk to my dad or my best friends or my homies or the people here on our Sunday Metcon works when we're all in here dying and swearing together and, and having a good time because there's a camaraderie there. And even though like my mom doesn't really care for swearing, she's obviously gotten past it. I'm her kid. Nothing she can really do. I'm a grown ass man. I pay my own bills. If she doesn't like it. She can turn off the podcast too. But it's, you know, it's give and take. We, we have to, you know, sometimes meet in the middle on certain things. And I just try not to pull any punches because I don't want to rob you guys of my message. And I think some people think by me swearing, I'm, I am robbing them of the message because they can't get past the curse words. And again, I have empathy for that, but it's who I am. And I'm sure my friends, my family, I know my wife doesn't love everything that I say in the way that I say it. And I think she thinks I could do it a different way too. But again, it's not the Heather Scott Fitness Podcast. It's the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast. So Jeremy's going to do what he has to do. But I have empathy for her. Um, even though she swears her own amount and she does it in the way that she chooses to do it. Uh, but it's for a different podcast altogether. But point being is this. Who am I to judge other people in the way that they speak? And who are people to judge me for the way that I communicate and use my form of, you know, self-expression? And that's where I say, I don't know where to draw the line. You know, when I say things, I don't do them to offend people or to turn you off to my message. When I'm doing it, it's just to drive home points or emphasis. Or when I say to people here who walk in, when, you know, 51-year-old Susan comes in, I'm like, Susan, you crushed the work of the day. You're a badass. High five. Is that offensive? to tell a client she's a badass or when Susie's leaving tonight or, you know, Dennis is walking out the door and I say, Hey Dennis, man, have a kick-ass day, bro. You crushed it. 
Is, is it offensive to tell Dennis to have a kick-ass day? Or is that going to put a smile on his face and put him in a better mood? Or when I do the sign-up of my podcast or my tagline for life, do more shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to, is telling somebody to do shit that they love, is that offensive? Is that negative? Am I hurting their feelings? Are they going to take that the wrong way? When I tell someone, when I get really jacked about them, and these people in our 47-day transformation right now have been, they've been amazing. And when I write them a message or I get on video right after this podcast and I say, hey, you guys have been crushing it. You're on day 44 or 47. You've been fucking rock stars. And I tell them, you guys have been fucking rock stars. Is that going to offend them? Are they going to be turned off by that? Or is that going to empower them or like, hey, man, you're a rock star, buddy. You guys have been rock stars or you guys have been fucking rock stars, man. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. When I say it that way, I feel in my heart like it means so much more. Like it's so much more important. Like it's so much more serious than that they really think that I mean what I'm saying. That's the why I say it that way. So are those things offensive? To some people, sure. To others, not at all. It's almost like a term of endearment and they appreciate it. My point being is we all have word filters. We all have beliefs of things we should or shouldn't say. But where is the line for me and where is the line for you? I'm... You know, I'm nobody to judge anybody the way they speak, the way they talk, the way they think. I might not approve of certain things people say, but who am I to judge that? It's it's their truth, and that's all that I ask for them to speak. And if it turns people off, you have to be willing to live with the consequences, and I, and I am willing to live with that. And I try to speak my truth the way I feel it and the way I see it, and my wish is for others to do the same. And I approach each podcast knowing that and with great empathy for my differences and my point of views and from others, and I can look at those you know, and hopefully they receive, you know, my message the way that I intend for them to receive it. And my wish is all of you do the same the way you communicate with your husbands, and your wife, with your kids and your friends and your family. And just to, before I, I let you guys go, and this is, this is a cathartic, obviously, podcast for me because the way I speak matters and I, and I don't want to turn people off. Um, but I also understand I'm not for everybody and I'm not trying to be. I don't need everybody to love me and think I'm the greatest thing in the world because I'm not. I'm not for everyone. And if I'm if I'm your kind of person and I'm for you and if I speak a truth that you like and you listen and you can roll with it, then awesome. Let's ride together, man. And if I'm not for you, that's cool. I'll, I'll suggest 18 other podcasts that don't swear and they live in that middle ground that you can rock with too. But just so we're clear, research has shown that cursing might increase the effectiveness and persuasiveness of an argument. So not only that swearing can really communicate how you feel about a certain subject without the explicitly explaining or resorting to physical altercations, swearing, just verbal swearing can sometimes help you be more effective in the way you communicate. The BBC reported, and I'm going to read here for a second, by swearing, we not only communicate the meaning of a sentence, but also our emotional response to that meaning, our emotional reaction to something. It allows us to express anger, disgust, pain, or indicate to someone that they need to back off or drive home a point of emphasis or importance or show an exaggerated form of expression and meaning without having resort to some sort of physical violence. Now, obviously, you're talking about you know us when we are in an argument with somebody. It drives our point home. It shows us how important it is to them. That's the way that I choose to use it in a lot of my language. And again, Research has also shown it may help you perform exercise better. So meaning pumping out profanity may help you pump a little bit of iron or push through those last few cows in the assault bike, the roar of the ski. And if you've ever done a real Metcon here with us and a terrible one, 
Sometimes the only appropriate words are curse words, my friends. Now, research conducted in 2017 suggested that swearing could affect the outcome of your workout. Study showed that participants were examined during bicycle with the hand grip exercise and were told to either repeat neutral words or curse words during the activities. In both tests, swearing helped improve their performance, the New York Times reported. Also, swearing may give you a sense of calmness. Now, I do feel that uh, sometimes. Sometimes I get a nice, I drop a nice F-bomb and I just kind of melt into my seat, if you will. All, All jokes aside, experts say that overall, if you want to let the curse words fly, it isn't necessarily a bad thing. The health benefits of swearing include increased circulation, elevated endorphins, and an overall sense of calm, control, and well-being. Neil Burton, a psychologist based out of Oxford, England, and the author of Heaven and Hell, The Emotions of Psychology Today. Now, those are all you know, damn good excuses to swear, in my opinion. And I just want to give you guys some fun facts here, just to paint a picture and I'll let you go. The word fart, if you will. Dates back to 2050, making it one of the oldest obscene words in the English language. Now, fart was once an obscene swear word, taboo word that you could not say you would get in trouble for. Fart was the other F word before the F word existed. Now, people say it all the time. Your kids do it. You joke. You That's the word that they use. Pass gas, fart, whatever it is. We use fart as the most commonly, you know, I guess the most common term for us passing gas. And yet years ago, that was an obscenity and it was a swear word. And somehow we changed the meaning of it. That's my point in terms of we choose to give words certain meaning and power. And over time, they do change in the context and structure that we use them. And so maybe I'm just ahead of my time. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just, you know, a lazy idiot who doesn't have a very big vocabulary. You know, you guys can be the judge of that. Also, shit is the most popular swear word used on Facebook, if you guys did not know. And also, in terms of kids and swearing, children tend to learn swear words as early as one or two years old. Children will learn swear words as early as one or two years old. They start learning name-calling and kind of the psychosocial insults at about three or four years old. So just food for thought for all my parents out there listening. And for most people, to drive home the point, swearing is not because I'm lazy and not because I'm stupid. People who tend to swear a lot are often plastered with the stereotypes. uh, You're lazy, you're stupid, your vocabulary is horrible. People will say, you know, you don't want to make your brain work to find another word to express yourself, therefore you're lazy, and that's why you choose to use swear words. But experts tend to say that swearing has a positive impact and sometimes is the best and only way to express proper feelings and meanings. Yelling a swear word when you're hurt like when you stub your toe, you hit your hand on something, can have a cathartic effect and help people deal better with their emotions and the pain that they're trying to find And if they were using a different word that wasn't quote-unquote taboo. Yes, studies show that when you stub your toe or bang your finger and you swear, it can be shown to help with the pain. Think about how often you do this. Now, I love my wife and she's great, but when she hits her head on something or burns herself with a curling iron or trips over something, she's swearing like nobody's business. I think it helps. And I think all of you are probably guilty of that too, whether you choose to swear or not. When something happens, you give out a oh shit or a oh fuck, and then it proceeds from there. Also, 
Swearing, in my opinion, also helps to bond people and one another together. Sometimes profanity can be used in an integral part of certain social situations, settings, and cultures. I know for a lot of my friends and people who run in my circle, we use swear words as a term of endearment, and that's the way we speak and choose to talk to each other, as whether it be watching sports, the fights, or just banter of us telling stories from one another. So considering all the facts next time, you choose to, you know, chastise somebody for dropping the F-bomb or swearing or using words that maybe you don't appreciate. While swearing may have once been considered, you know, just a completely unsavory habit and behavior research that we do now as smarter humans has found that there is some benefits to using colorful language in certain contexts and certain times in your life. Not only does cursing and swearing come with some mental and physical health perks, it also can positively affect how you converse with others. In other words, it's a pretty damn good reason to swear once in a while for your overall well-being. End research quotes. Again, you guys, I just wanted to share this because I do catch a lot of heat from certain people in certain settings for the way that I choose to speak. And again, that's their opinion, and I do appreciate you sharing it. I'm nobody to judge either way. The point I want to drive home is I don't know where to draw the line. I really don't. I don't know if two F words and, and three shits and four asses is okay in a podcast or one swear word per every 10 minutes or if the F word's not okay but shit and ass is okay but if ass is okay, shit's not okay. I can't please everybody. I'm never going to. I've never tried to. It's a, a no-win game. If I try to play to what other people want to hear, then it's becoming something that's not authentic, not original. It's not who I am. If I speak my truth... At least I know I'm doing what I feel is right, what I feel is best, and what what I think can help the most people. And if it's only, if it's a smaller number of people because of that, and I'm not going to reach critical mass and you know reach as many people as I could if I didn't do it, I'm okay with that because the people I am reaching, they do appreciate it. It does drive home. It does have meaning for them, and, and they're my people, if you will. They're the people I can rock with, I can ride with, and they're the people who are willing to receive my message. Because if I have to do it dumbed down and watered down and PC and super vanilla, it's not going to authentically be who I am. And again, I have empathy for people out there who grew up a certain way. I just don't have the exact the same belief system. I don't get offended when people use curse words. That's just me and that's who I am. It's how I roll. And again, we can go back and forth on it all day long. I'll do my best to relay my message the way that I think you guys can consume it and take it in. Um, I don't, you know, I don't swear because I think it's cool. I don't overly do it to, you know, drive home points. It's just what naturally comes out of my mouth. When I pop on this mic, when I turn on this phone and I speak into the camera, I literally just, I speak from the heart. I talk to you like I'm talking to my best friends. I'm giving you life advice fitness advice, nutrition advice, just like I would give to all of our athletes here and all of my friends and family members who ask me. I want to speak to you the same way I speak to them. I try to live a life, you know, being successful. And I think a lot of people will say, Jeremy, you'd be way more successful if you didn't swear. That's just into your interpretation of what success would be. If that means I make more money and reach more people, sure, I guess that's success in one sense. But on the same note, if I can't really be who I am and communicate the way that I want to and choose to, am I really being successful to me? Am I really being happy? Am I really being fulfilled? You know, food for thought for everybody out there listening. But I just wanted to share that with you because that is a question I do get. Probably for every 10 positive messages, I get one that says, hey, dude, what's your problem? Why do you use the words that you use? And so now you guys have an answer for that. So hopefully that answered the question. 
Uh, Podcast-wise, we have a guest coming down the podcast on Friday. I might get you guys in one before that, depending on what my schedule is like. But if you have a special request or something you want to hear, shoot me a DM, send me a message. I'm happy to record it. If I can speak on it with any intelligence whatsoever, I most certainly will. If you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five-star. Leave a comment. If you're on your MacBook, just click the iTunes little icon, type in Jeremy Scott Fitness in the podcast, five-star it and review it. If you're on your iPhone or like an iPad, just open up literally the podcast app, type in Jeremy Scott Fitness, and I will be right there. Hit subscribe because a lot of you guys are listening, but you're not subscribed yet, so you don't miss an episode. And again, just a simple five-star on leaving a comment. I truly would appreciate it. It helps us more than you know. And if you do dig this podcast and you're with somebody who swears or you don't swear and you want to understand language, um, and why people like me do what we do, I think this is very relatable for them. So give it a share and just warn them there might be a couple of swear words in there. But although I don't think I swore that much uh, in this episode other than just to give it context and to give it meaning. And I thank you guys for listening. Uh, it truly does mean the world to us. This podcast has turned into quite the monster. Uh, I did not think it was going to be this when I just you know, turned on a mic one day and started spitting. Um, and I didn't really think anybody would want to listen to me ramble on about my life and my thoughts and my theories outside of just, you know, fitness and nutrition. But um, I got a lot of stuff that goes on in my brain. And I think the way that I look at the world is a way that's meaningful. Um, it's a way of uh, intention. And I think it can help a lot of people just, you know, live a more basic, fun, free, less stress you know, badass life. And that's why I choose to do these podcasts. So again, if you want me to hear me speak on something, I will. Uh, and until next time, you guys, I thank you. Uh, I sincerely do. It means the world that you listen and you share these podcast episodes. And so I appreciate you. That's it. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.